guys, before we start the show, I just wanted to let you know that Wow in the World is teaming up with the Smithsonian's National Zoo to help pump up the inspiration for conservation. We're opening up the Wow lines to all Earth optimists from now until April 12th and inviting you to call in and report on something you do to add a little wow to our planet. Do you ride your unicycle to school instead of taking the car? Do you compost your kombucha like my buddy Guy Raz? Whatever it is, spill it with us. And your call could be used on our Operation Earth episode coming out on Monday, April 16th. Our phone number is 1-888-7-WOW-WOW. That's 1-888-7-WOW-WOW. Got it? Good. Oh, and one more thing. For Wowzers in the Washington, D.C. area, I will be at the Smithsonian's National Zoo on Saturday, April 21st for Earth Optimism Day. So come meet me in person. We can hang out and hug trees together. For more on that, grown-ups, just visit tinkercast.com slash events. Okay, that's it. Now let's get on with the show. Guy Raz was putting together a team of animals with extraordinary abilities. I was putting together a team of animals with extraordinary abilities. Is that a snake? It's a pit viper. What makes this animal so super? Something known as heat vision. Wow, that is a serious superpower. Mindy asked the snake to join the team of animal revengers. She's in. Then Mindy thought of someone who would be perfect for the team. I think I know a guy who might be perfect for the team. Who's that, Mindy? Oh, you'll see. Using Reggie, they flew to a mysterious location. I don't like the look of this place, Mindy. Where are we? Ah! Stay cool as we open this door and walk down that hall, okay? And now for the conclusion of... Um, hello? Yes? What do you want? Uh, yes. Uh, hello, sir. We're here to see one of the, um, prisoners? Well, which one? Oh, uh, his name is Tyson? He's a mantis shrimp. You can't... <coughs> you can come right on in. <sighs> are opening and just stay calm and follow me okay Mindy, what are we doing here okay so we're here to meet one of the fastest and deadliest creatures in the animal kingdom in fact he had to be transferred here after he smashed through his last tank oh man this guy must have some right hook 
Oh, you have no idea, Guy Raz. The mantis shrimp has one of the fastest and most powerful punches in all of nature. Wow, check this out, Mindy. It says in his record here that he can deliver a punch with the same force as the speed of a cheetah. Yeah, see what I mean? This guy's packing a punch that's traveling at more than 50 miles per hour. In fact, it moves so fast when it's in the ocean that the water in front of it literally boils. What? Yep. Tyson's fist here moves through the water so quickly that it creates this little bubble, which, when it collapses, creates a bright flash of light and can heat the water up to as much as 8,000 degrees Fahrenheit. 8,000 degrees Fahrenheit? That's almost as hot as the surface of the sun. I know it is. So Tyson's superpower seems to be some sort of a furious fire punch. Well, that's one of his powers. (laughs) And look at his mugshot. Good grief. Yeah, they usually only print out those mugshot pictures of the prisoners' faces in black and white. But for Tyson, they made an exception. Ha, I can see why. I mean, he's beautiful. Look at that shell. There must be every color in the rainbow there. Yeah, okay, pull yourself together, Guy Raz, because we're here. This is his jail cell. Hello, Tyson. Wow. Um, Mr. Tyson, can I just say you're looking uh, fabulous? I mean, I mean, just look at all those collars. Sorry, I'm totally rambling now. I've just heard so many things. I just... You, you have a very attractive shell, sir. Uh, uh, sorry, I, I mean what you... What he's trying to say, Tyson, is we need your help. Are you sure we want his help? Tyson, we want to invite you to join our team of superhero revengers. Let me just tell you that your eyes and your fists would be a most welcome and important addition to the squad. Wait a minute, his eyes? Oh yeah, I didn't tell you. So as well as having the fastest fists in the ocean, mantis shrimp also have some of the best eyes on the planet. (laughs) Wow, this guy really is the whole package, isn't he? So in terms of vision, what we're able to see depends a lot on how many photoreceptors we have in our eyes. Photoreceptors? Yeah, so photoreceptors are cells in our eyes that convert the light that enters them into electronic signals that our brain can understand. Got it. And as humans, we have three types of receptors, each detecting a different wavelength of light, so red, green, or blue. And these receptors then make up all of the colors that we see in the world. Ha! Kind of like when you get up really close to a TV and you can see that it's just made up of these little red and green and blue dots called pixels. Exactoritos! Okay, so what makes Tyson's eyes so special? Well, the mantis shrimp does not have three types of photoreceptors like us humans. Ha! He has 12 types of photoreceptors which means that he can see all kinds of things like ultraviolet light and polarized light. Huh, that's right. 
It says right here in his file that Tyson and his incredible eyes have been the subject of a recent scientific study. Well, that doesn't surprise me. He's a very popular shrimp. Yeah, so this study says that researchers have been using a process called biomimicry. Oh, yeah, we've talked about biomimicry before. It's when you take something that animals do in the wild and try to reverse engineer it to help out us humans. Right, and researchers have been using biomimicry to try and take how Tyson sees and then turn it into a type of camera. Wow, so how would they do that? Well, marine biologists... Which are the type of scientists that study ocean life. Right, marine biologists at the University of Queensland in Australia worked with a group of engineers at the University of Illinois to remake the mantis shrimp's vision system out of silicon materials. Silicon materials? You mean like the stuff my computer's made out of? Yeah, like your computer's chips. My computer has chips? How do I get them out of there? Well, just to be clear, I'm not talking about nacho chips, Mindy. Right. I knew that. Uh, Anyway, this group of scientists were able to use these same sorts of materials that are found in your computer to copy what the mantis shrimp's eyes do and make a digital camera called a color polarization camera. A color polarization camera? It's a type of camera that can detect polarized light. And polarized light is a type of light that we humans can't see, but mantis shrimp can? Correctamundo. And the researchers are hoping to use this new camera to, among other things, detect unhealthy cells in our bodies, which give off a different kind of polarized light than healthy cells. And cells being the building blocks of all human life, right? Exactly. Okay, so with this new camera, you could just point it at a patient, boot it up, and detect where the unhealthy cells might be growing? Yes. In fact, the end goal, Mindy, is to put this kind of technology into smartphones. And that way, people could go home and check themselves, and if they see something suspicious, they could go to the doctor. That's so wow. I wonder if they'll let us borrow it for when Tyson's off on other missions. Well, that is, assuming you want to join our team of Revengers, Tyson? Ha, yes! You won't regret it, Tyson. Okay, buddy, we gotta run, but please make sure you let us know when your time is up here so we can come back and get you, okay? Yeah, Tyson, we'll be in touch to work out the details. Okay, Guy Raz, now let's see what superpowers we have so far. We're looking at um, heat vision, immortality, and now the sharpest eyes in the seven seas. Okay, so who else do we need on this team of Revengers? Well, how about the toughest animal on the planet? I love it. Okay, let me guess. Is it an armadillo? Uh, nope. An armadillo with a football helmet? Nope. An armadillo with a football helmet, an abs of steel, and a stone-cold heart? What? No, no, Mindy. The, the, The toughest animal on the planet is actually under our feet right now. Kairos, there is nothing under my feet except for this tiny droplet of water I'm standing on. Here, come here, kneel down, look. Uh, what? Now, look a little bit more closely, Mindy. Okay. Living inside this tiny little water droplet 
is the most hardened creature on this planet. <gasps> You're telling me that there is something living in this tiny water droplet? I'll believe it when I see it. Guy Raz, hand me my shrink wand. Oh, no, not the shrink wand. Oh, yes, the shrink wand. Now, I know it's around here somewhere in my adventure toolbox. Trying to find it in here. Ah, so many cats. Oh, here we are. Okay, you ready, Guy Raz? Oh, Mindy, I'm... Shrink wand, activate. <laughs> well, at least I'm glad to see I made it in one piece this time. Okay, it only happened once, and I was able to glue you back together again. I just wish we didn't have these annoying whiny voices every time we shrink down. Oh, well, I can fix that. Just open your mouth, stick out your tongue, and say... Now I'll do it to myself. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Hey, Mindy, you unshrunk my vocal cords. Well, don't get too excited, Guy Raz. The rest of you is still the size of a tiny pinhead. <sighs> Anywho, what are we looking for here? Well, we're looking for... Oh, look, th there they are, Mindy. In that water droplet. That's the water bear. The water bear? What? <gasps> oh, my googly-eyed cat. Look at that. <gasps> There's a bunch of them. They're so cute. They're like, like big, blubbery little piglets with... One, two, three, four, five, six legs. They're also known as tardigrades, Mindy, and... Oh, they're so cute and small, I can't stand it. I mean, Guy Raz, I know we've shrunk down a lot, but these little guys, man, they still look tiny to me. I know, right? In fact, you could fit about 20 of them on the head of a pin. Whoa. But despite their pudgy outward appearance, Mindy... And despite their tiny size and adorable name, these guys can actually survive basically anywhere. Really? Yeah, these little tardigrades have been found in some of the most extreme environments on Earth, from all the way high up in the Himalaya mountains to hot springs in Japan, to the bottom of the ocean, even in Antarctica. Wow, you're tough little guys, aren't you? And that's not even the half of it, Mindy. Not only can these animals withstand temperatures as low as minus 328 degrees Fahrenheit, but they're able to go without food or water for decades at a time. What did you say decades as in 20, 30, 40 years? And they're also the only species we know of that can survive the complete vacuum of space. Uh, pause. So you're saying that on top of all that, these little guys, these little water bears, these little tardigrades are also tiny astronauts? Well, yeah, I guess you can call them that. Back in 2007, scientists strapped thousands of these tiny microscopic creatures onto a satellite, and then they blasted them off into space. And Mindy, when they came back, the scientists found that not only did many of these tardigrades survive, but some of the females also had perfectly healthy babies. Uh, hold the phone, Guy Raz. I need a second to process this. Space baby water bears? 
Yeah, and it turns out there's almost nothing on Earth that can destroy these guys. I mean, they are tough. Oh, boy. So do you think we could get them to join our team of superhero revengers? Well, only one way to find out. Let me just uh, stick my head in this droplet and have a word with them. Wait, what? I mean, tardigrades have been around for 500 million years. I don't know why I didn't ask them sooner. Yes! Welcome to the team, little water bears. All right, come on, guys. We got to get out of here. Oh, but first, Guy Raz, we got to grow up, if you know what I mean. Uh... Shrink wand, activate! <laughs> Woo! Feels so good to be back to my normal size. Okay, fine. Open your mouth. Ah. There you go, little buddy. You should be all back to normal. <clears throat> okay, right. So this team, Mindy, is really coming together now. Uh, one more, I, I think we're going to have our whole team. Oh, I've got this next one, Guy Raz. But first, we're going to have to hit up Reggie one more time. Man, we're really clocking up the sky miles today. Yeah, we are. I'm saving up my points for this tiny swimming pool for cats that doubles as a human litter box. Oh, yeah. I think I saw that in the Sky Store catalog. Okay, now let me just give Reggie a ring here. Hey, hey, Reg? Yeah, it's us again. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I promise you this is the last time. What? Surcharge? Okay, that's not fair. Okay. Okay, see you soon. He's on his way. Hey, Reg. That was quick. All right, come on, Guy Raz, hop on. All right, hopping on. Ugh. Okay, Reg, last stop, the Andes. Here we go! Nailed it. Yes, nice landing once again, Reg. You are on fire today. Okay, here we are. Uh, who, who are we here to see, by the way? Oh, they're right over there, Guy Raz. Flamingos? Oh, no, Mindy. Not again. I am not doing it again. You are not making me wear a flamingo suit. Uh, Guy Raz, don't be redonkulous. As dashing as you looked in that flamingo suit, we are here on much more important business. Right, right. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, so, so what natural superpowers do flamingos have? I mean, I mean, do they have super strength, or can they control the weather? Oh, can they make a really good omelet? I think that's my superpower. All great pitches, Guy Raz, but no. No to which one? No to all of them. Well, See, the thing about these flamingos is that they often live in places like this, where the only water even available available to them is pretty much near boiling. Oh, oh yeah. 
I can feel the hot steam rising from that water all the way over there. Walk with me, Guy Raz. Okay. So not only are these fancy flamingos able to stand around in this scalding hot water all day, but when they do, they're somehow able to stay totally chill. What? And it gets even crazier because sometimes they'll even dunk their whole entire bodies in it to wash off. Eesh. I always keep my baths to exactly 32.5 degrees Celsius. It's the optimal temperature for scrubbing. Oh, so that's why you keep that digital thermometer on the second shelf of your bathroom medicine cabinet. Wait, wait, why would you know what I keep in my medicine cabinet? Why would you know what you keep in your medicine cabinet? Uh, yeah, uh, well, well, anyway, do you think these guys would mind if I use some of their water to make some hot tea? I mean, all this traveling is making me thirsty. Yeah, I don't think they mind, it's just that... Great, uh, excuse me, sorry, just trying to get by here. Uh, Guy Raz? Oh, no. There we go. Orange, pico, and hibiscus. My favorite. Guy Raz, you're making your tea with the flamingo water. <laughs> what happened? Oh, that's what I was trying to warn you about. Not only is this flamingo water super hot, but it's also salt water and probably a toilet for the flamingos. <laughs> Yuck. Why didn't you tell me sooner, Mindy? Do these flamingos drink this salt water? I mean, there aren't many animals on the planet that can handle salt water, you know what I mean? Well, flamingos actually have a special gland in their nose that lets them filter the salt out of the water that they're drinking. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, I'm not sure how drinking boiling salt water would help when fighting evil, but hey, you know, every team needs a wild card, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. All right, uh, flamingos, uh, are you guys in? Yeah, flamingos, we could use some pinky power on our team of animal revengers. Can we get you to join us, or yes? I'll take that as a yes. Yes! You know, Mindy, meeting all of these incredible animals, it really just rubs in the fact that us humans are, well, we're kind of unextraordinary. You know what I mean? Oh, Guy Ross, you wash those words out of your mouth right now because I will not have any of that self-defeating anti-humanist talk here. But it's kind of true, Mindy. I mean, we can't see ultraviolet light or survive extreme temperatures or even drink salt water no matter how much delicious tea you put into it. Well, I guess when you look at it that way, the average human might look kind of weak, but don't be fooled, Guy Raz. Human beings are remarkable creatures. Oh, really? Yeah, really. In fact, there's one organ in the human body that sets us apart from every other animal on the planet. And that organ is... Drum roll, please. Our brains! Our brains! Of course. Karaz, the human brain is one of the most complex organs in the entire animal kingdom. And it's the reason that we humans are kind of the smartest animals on the planet. Huh. So you know what this means, right? What? We can be the last member of the Animal Revengers. Wait a minute, you're right. And our superpower is super intelligence. Well, Mindy... 
Looks like we have our team. Yeah, got heat vision. Immortality. Super punchability. Indestructibility. The wild card. And of course, super, super intelligence. intelligence. Well, Guy Raz, it's time to get this team together and get ready to save the world. Wow in the world, we'll be right back. Grown-ups, this message is for you. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message for parents come from Stonyfield Organic Kids. Stonyfield Yogurt was started by two New Hampshire farmers in 1983 with the dream of making good food that's good for the planet. Today, Stonyfield Organic Yogurts come in convenient cups, pouches, smoothies, and tubes and are made without the use of toxic persistent pesticides, artificial hormones, antibiotics, or GMOs. Ready for a delicious organic snack? Visit stonyfield.com slash NPR. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, host of the TED Radio Hour. And on this week's episode, turning kids into grown-ups, and how despite our best efforts, we may still be doing it wrong. You can listen to the TED Radio Hour on NPR One or wherever you get your podcasts. That's it. Back to the show. Hi, thanks for calling Wow in the World. After the beep, get ready to record. Hi, Mindy and Guy Raz. My name's Aiden, and I'm five, and I'm from Kyoto, Japan. And my Wow in the World is when I was on vacation, and I went to Wyoming, and I saw fossils in the ground. Bye. Hi, my name is Lucius from Long Beach, California. And my wow in the world is that sharks pee through the skin. I love your show. Bye. Hi, Minnie and Good Ross. My name is Zane, and my wow in the world is that the human brain is the most complex brain, but it is not the largest. Our brain only weighs three pounds. The elephant's brain weighs 11 pounds. Bye, Minnie and Good Ross. Hello, my name's Elena. I'm from Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. My wow in the world is that horses can be up to seven feet tall. Thanks, Mindy and Guy Raz. You are awesome, and I'm your biggest fan. I love your guys' show. Bye! Hi, Mindy and Guy Raz. My name is Fred, and I am from Freeport, Maine. I am five and a half years old, and my wow in the world is that... Monsters can live over a hundred years. Bye. My name is Star. I'm six years old. I live in Los Angeles, California. And my allow in the world is that spiders are arachnids. Bye, Mindy and Guy Raz. I love your show. Hi, Mindy. Hi, Guy Raz. My name is Guy, and I'm from Modesto. And my wow in the world is how a switch works. The two wires are connected to the light bulb and the switch. When you flip the switch, the wires connect. When you flip it again, it disconnects. Love your show. Bye. Hi, Mindy and Guy Raz. My name is Lucy, and I live in Richmond Beach, Washington. And my wow in my world is that steelhead can migrate to the ocean and spawn multiple times, and salmon can only spawn once. Bye, Mindy and Guy Raz. I love your show, and I hope that was exact Doritos what you were looking for. End of messages. 
Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Wow in the World. And if you want to keep the conversation going, check out some of the questions we've posted on this episode at our website, wowintheworld.com. And grown-ups, there you can find more details on how your kids can become part of the world organization of wowzers. Lots of cool perks, exclusive T-shirts, autographed pictures of us, and a bunch of other cool stuff. Wowintheworld.com. Our show is produced by Jed Anderson. Say hello, Jed. Yellow. With help from Thomas Van Kalken, Chelsea Urson, and Jessica Bodie. Meredith Halpern Ranzer is the big boss. Our theme song was composed and performed by The Pop Ups. You can find more of their awesome all ages music at thepopups.com. And parents and teachers, if you want to send us an email, our address is hello at wowintheworld.com. Grownups, you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wow in the World. And if you want to be featured at the end of the show, call us up and tell us your Wow in the World. Our phone number is 1 888 7 Wow. That's 1 888 7 Wow. And parents, if you want to upload any photos or videos or messages to us, please visit wowintheworld.com and find a link where you can do just that. And if you haven't already done so, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or however you get your podcasts. Leave us a few stars and a review and be sure to tell a friend about the show. Until next time, keep on wowing. Wow in the World was made by Tinkercast and sent to you by NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Lisa. The mattress with over 11,000 five-star reviews and a mission to end bedlessness in America. The Lisa mattress was designed to provide support and pressure relief to every body type and sleep style for a deeper night's sleep. Lisa plants a tree for every order and donates a mattress for every 10 sold. Get $125 off, free shipping, and 100 nights to try the Lisa mattress. Go to leesa.com slash NPR. It's Lulu Miller, and I am back with a new story for Invisibilia. It is about the pleasures. It's just electric. And the dangers. There's just nothing more scary. Of trying to live between two worlds. You can find Invisibilia on NPR One or wherever you get your podcasts.